I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. And today we have a big episode. If you guys listened last week, you knew this episode was coming. It is going to be a full Q&A episode. Jason says we have a good amount of questions from both Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, I guess. So a lot of questions coming. So, Ty, Lou, what do you what do you uh, what are you thinking today? We start with what's on your mind. You want to do that, or you just want to go right yeah, into questions? Yeah, yeah. The usual. Yeah, the usual. All right, Ty, what's on your mind? Well, first, my tummy's been like a little. My tummy's acting up. I don't know. I woke up early this morning. Went to bed early. Proper Father's Day what weekend. Time? The kid might have been asleep by like ten fifteen last night. Oof, you Me like too. that. It was sure. glorious. Hundred percent. Starting to go that way, but I woke up with like a weird kind of tummy thing going on. Um, it's really hard to become a champion. Tampa Bay Lightning like showed up last night. Did Avs scored the first goal? You know, the Lightning have now been down two zero, two nothing at home, and two zero one nothing at home, and won both those games. They're back-to-back champs for a reason. It's gonna, not going to be easy for the Avalanche to, to you know, knock them off. Um, the U.S. Open was epic. I was all in on Zalatoris. I could have sworn that putt on 18 was going in. And Fitzpatrick hit this sand shot that was, like, next level out of this world. Next level out of this world sand shot on 18 by, uh, by Fitzpatrick. Um, Brooks going to live, like, I'm done with I'm done with the lit. after this weekend. Like I'm a PGA Tour guy. PGA Tour time. Yeah, I'm a PGA you, Tour guy. It was guy. up in the air before. I was kind of feeling it out, seeing what was going on. I always kind of liked Brooks's like aloof nature, but like you're not cool anymore from being aloof. Like, great, you took the money, you can play golf, but like you don't really care about golf, and I care about golf. And I think the PGA Tour, Justin Thomas, John Rom, like I'm about those guys. The Liv is having tournaments in the United States. Yeah, yeah. I'm. It's so not. In, none of it's in Saudi, bro. Like it's all over. I'm so confused. They're do. I think they're doing one at Trump Bedminster. Huh. Anyway, but yeah, I played some golf. I played some tennis. Wimbledon starting. By the way, Wimbledon's about to get going. Novak and uh, and Rafa, number one and two seed, even though neither are the top two ranked players in the world. Um, it's NFT NYC week here in New York. We've got a V Friends uh, collaboration day going on at the cafe all day. Um, and yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm ready to answer some questions. Getting in the mix. Sounds like Colin Morikawa is going to live. Also, sounds like Colin and Xander. Sounds like a bunch Xander of guys too? that taste don't know how to grind out. You know, yeah, a lot of the what it means to be a PGA Tour player. Yeah, I mean, those are top tier guys, but like, I don't know, Colin had a taste are of they? being good. And then, like, you know, I guess it's a lot of money, but how about legacy? How about legacy? Like John Rom said, yeah, how about legacy? that was a great answer he gave over oh, the weekend. Dominated. 
I'm not sure if you saw so it, right, but he basically was like, I just want to win and I want to be the best and you can only be the best here. That was basically what he said. Yeah. Which is true. That's it. Lou, what's on your mind? Um, Honestly, you know, a whole lot of a lot, a whole lot of nothing. I'm thinking a lot about football. I'm thinking about uh, I'm thinking about my prison rainbow. I'm thinking about the national. It's kind of a downtime for me with sports right now. I don't have a lot to watch. Like I watched F1 over the weekend and that was fun. But mm. like it was a sneaky race. It was a sneaky good race. The end the last like 20 laps or so were awesome. Just kind of feels like Max is running away with it. So it's yeah. gonna be not that exciting down the stretch. Um I was a little bit interested by um Mercedes just letting Lewis get the higher place finish yes on Sunday. I thought that was kind of strange. And George was like, it won't give him any trouble to let him through. George is like kind of in the championship race. So it was a little interesting. Yeah. Uh, I Mets mean, Astros I fully tonight. see real quick, real quick. Mets Astros tonight, get ready for three L's during these four games. That's from Jason Koppel. You're talking about the best team in baseball, the best team for five years straight. I don't care if they lose three or four in early June, Jay. Just wanted you to know that. Sounds like a potential hedge, but back to my point. Um, the whole Mercedes porpoising rule change fully feels like a Netflix storyline to get Lewis back in the mix. <laughs> like, couldn't seem more like they're making some changes to, to get Mercedes closer back to Red Bull. Like, the rules changes were a little like, hey. Might help right after my race is the most uncomfortable race he's ever had in his career. Yeah. I mean, it's kind, of, it's kind of like, you know, Tom Brady tears his ACL and they're like, hey, maybe we need to not lunge hey. at quarterbacks anymore. I mean, yeah. the best guy in the league just got hurt. You yeah. know, maybe exactly. we should adjust it. That's what happens it's, when you're the GOAT. Point. They, you're they, not they, wrong. they make those changes for you. That's true. Um, like I was Lance watching his onboard camera. I was yeah, watching his onboard camera. Over the weekend, that his car is like, doo, 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 doo. like it's crazy how much it bounces. By the yeah. way, speaking of Lance Shaw, like, didn't he finish Top above your boy Pretty over God, the weekend? Man. I mean, can we pour one out for the Haas boys real quick? I'm sorry, who I'm, I'm talking about, Lando. Come on, brother, you that's the first guy you took on, Jay. Run the clip, you, of course. But you've since like jumped all over him, and you're like, oh, Daniel Ricardo is the worst, Lando Norris is the best driver in the world. He finished like 27th. There is no such tape of that at all. There's Leclerc, no tape of you attacking Daniel Ricardo to defend Lando Norris. No, there's tape of me attacking Daniel Ricardo because he stinks. Finishes finished above Lando, brother. You are team Lando Norris. That's finished literally above who, Lando. That's literally who you you are. You're literally team Lando, or you're literally team Daniel Ricardo. I am I team to. Daniel Ricardo. That's true. And team Lando. You're team no. both of those guys. And Lance no. Stroll. No. <laughs> yeah. no, I have it on record, brother. I'll go listen every podcast episode to find it. Please, I don't know where the Lance Stroll thing came from. The Lando one you can get me on because early McLaren days I was in the mix. I've since adapted and I've moved on to much bigger losers and choke artists. The Haas guys, such as the my Haas guys. Those yeah. are my guys. But yeah, I think it's worth my guy. Forever. We're gonna get into Q and A, I promise. But it's worth noting this week that somebody put in the Facebook group, "Hey, uh, as soon as Lou and Tyler denounce their team Haas guys, they Which finish five and six. Which was and then Lou, Lou responds in question in text message, Haas guys through and through. Uh, that yeah, was that's fake news. That, that that post was fake news. That's Sunday at twelve sixteen p.m. And I said, Lou, don't jinx them. 
literally two and a half hours later, neither guy was in the race. Or, Enough of this. All no, right. K-Mag was still in the race. He was just, where, 18th place? Listen, K-Mag almost just, took over Lewis right off the freaking first that two doesn't turns. Count. That doesn't count. Almost does not count. We're not here like living on almost. The Jets almost went to the Super Bowl. They didn't. They no, stink. Yeah. We're not almost. Yeah. Mag was trying to make a move. Lewis boxed him out and messed up his right front wing. I'm just saying, when you guys are in on Haas, Haas is out on us. What are you in on? Can you pick one team for the rest of your life? Lou, I'm just like you, man. I'm just constantly right, adjusting. Yeah. Like me, yeah. Yeah, you're, like yeah 14, you were Team Lando. Drivers. You were Team Lando. What's on your mind? What's on your mind, Ryan? And disavowed. Uh... The, the Midwest show this weekend that was mm. that was awesome had a mm. had a lot of fun there uh, definitely has me excited for the national so spent a, I I would say spent more time behind the booth than out walking around a uh, lot a lot of foot traffic I felt pretty good about it um, Friday was actually a better day than Saturday a lot of a lot of trading on Saturday a um, lot of trading definitely a lot of trading made some good trades. Uh, the vibe was definitely quarterbacks. That's we've talked about that for a while. A lot of people after some quarterbacks, um, lot of a lot of Herbert and Allen. Those are probably the biggest two from the weekend. Was Herbert and Allen? Those are the guys most people were after. A lot of um, I'm I'm I know for a fact I'm going to regret this later. Like I just know down the road, like I'm going to end up eating my words on Jalen hurts. He was probably one of the top five guys asked about this weekend. Like I, uh, it's, it's not a problem. He was a top five guy asked about this weekend was Jalen hurts. Um, and just with all of the conversation I've had about not being a Jalen hurts guy. And after seeing everybody else being a Jalen hurts guy, I just know I'm going to be wrong there. So that's definitely disappointing. Um, but we have, I don't feel like we've talked about it in a few weeks. And yet here we are five weeks away from the national five weeks, 35 days. We talked about it last week. Let's be fair. 30, uh, 30, 35 days, 35. Did you say we haven't been talking about it a lot recently? It doesn't feel like we've had as much chatter about it as we had, like when we were 10 weeks out, we devoted an entire episode to it. Yeah. Like what? Three weeks ago. Last week. No, I didn't drop last week. I was in Indy last week. Or two weeks ago. So two weeks ago. I mean, that's seven weeks. That's 50 days. Now we're 35 days. That's a long time. Yeah, I'm Jay, excited. even Jay said we're sleeping on the countdown. Thirty-five. I mean, thirty-five days. Thirty-five days is not that much. That's less Actually. days than I anticipated, to be honest. That's yeah. that's we're getting here, man. We're almost. I mean, it's June twenty-first. Someone's got to promote the show. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on record right now. I will bring it up every week. The national countdown stop starts now. Jay, get the tape rolling. The national countdown, 35 days away. Get the little counter right here. You get the counter going. If you're not prepared, I mean, if, if you don't have everything, a lot of things prepared at this point, you're behind. So national countdown, 35 days away. But we have a lot of questions. Shout out to everybody that listened to a 13-minute long What's on Your Mind. Apologies for that. Let's get into questions. Uh, Kayla says, "What is the what is the card you're looking to pick up at the national?" Lou, is yours an Elijah Moore Prism one one? Yeah, I mean it's obviously the Elijah Moore Prism one one. Hmm. Like uh, aggressively, that's the answer to the question. There's nothing even close to that. the 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 patch is on 
eBay, and I'm trying to decide if I'm going to wait. It doesn't count as a real rainbow unless I have the real 101, so I'm kind of... Agreed. The Black Finite 101 is who yeah. will complete the rainbow. I was in a break last night that had the had a Black Finite, but it was like a random linebacker. Cards can be sneaky. Random players that don't have a lot of cards, that's sneaky stuff. Don't yeah, sleep on know. the random players. Are we saying Ty- like multiple things or what? No, the. That's the card. Couldn't be less multiple things. It's just the one. Like the Ohio State University. Yeah. So like... Like, I really want a first edition Blastoise Hollow. Ty, your card should be... Until you acquire one, it should be Ronaldo Mega Cracks 137. Like, that's yeah. Tyler's card. Like, it shouldn't know, be anything I else know, until I you know. acquire it. I, and I, don't like, now I, start so naming like, four or five different cards. Like, pick one right now. Yeah, brother. So, like, like, I'm, I'm laying out the options, and then I was going to pick one. Oh, Listen, good, my right. bla- this is my Blastoise theory. Here we go. Hear me out on this. On Friday afternoon, I'm at... Uh, Bradford Bath and Tennis Club, which is the pool and tennis club that I grew up at, at a young as a young chap. That's where I spent Shout all my summers. That place. When I was oh, eight, man, nine, really 10, 11, 12 years old, in 98, 99, all we did all summer was rip Pokemon packs, trade, get ripped off by the older teenagers, come home, cry about it. Maybe cards get a little bit of wet. Maybe you're working a couple deals here, there, what have you. I go back there playing the tennis member guest with my father late afternoon Friday. I got a buddy that I play golf with that has a family that's there. I hooked him up like six months ago with a fat pack of Pokemon cards for his kid. When I tell you every eight through 11 year old at that pool club was ripping and running Pokemon cards and packs. I was like, Oh my goodness. Pokemon is here forever. And this new age of new Pokemon stuff is hot hot to try it is hot and with the prices where they're at now i think first edition pokemon is a play play personally so go low. can i especially add, the hollows yep. let me just add a quick point on that i think it's underrated and i don't think people respect how much product pokemon moves a year in just trading cards they have releases every single week it feels like and it's volume and they're all and they're all moving Right, do you move a, a decent bit of Pokemon yeah. in your shop? Oh yeah, tons of packs. We sell a ton of them. Maybe not every week releases, right? Maybe I over, over yeah, yeah, yeah. stretch it a little bit. It's but... probably about, I mean, there's probably a new release once every three to four weeks. Fine, and they're moving a lot of it. And yeah, people it's a good amount, yeah. Looking for them, like yeah, coming we in, don't, no one released like, it. Yeah. Pokemon is, it, again, it's not, a, it's not a gross winner, but like in terms of just dollars but number of transactions it's probably a top three move yes transaction count is so 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 Ty, what's that, your one card uh i mean uh, fuck. i know brother making you pick one thing has yeah. always been hard we've got 15 that things with honorable mention cristiano ronaldo 137 and 2017 mbappe uh field level mm-hmm. select maybe the bronze maybe the white sparkle that's Kayla, your question should have any been any other parallel. Kayla, we got to blame Kayla on this. Shout out to her, Kayla, longtime listener. One card. Maybe the Kayla, checkerboard. Yeah, it should have been like next, what time? Next, name over, to Lou, cards over to Ryan, or I'll just keep talking. Lou already gave his. Oh, Lou did um, give his. I he forgot. named one and moved on. I'm not sure. I know one card. Oh, I had 15 minutes to prepare for his answer. 
Brother, I'm just trying, trying to, to direct you. He's trying to get you through the fucking door. You want. Yeah. Golly. You know what I would really love to get? Uh, a Lewis first-year Chrome Auto. That's yeah. a good one. I picked up a first-year Max Chrome Auto this weekend and a George first-year Chrome Auto. I would love – I think that would be something that would be cool to do in time is first-year Chrome Autograph set from F1. I would like to do that. I really enjoy F1. I really enjoy picking up that stuff. I, it's, That's a fun one to do. Yeah, it's fun. Reg and I like it together. It, that would probably be my answer right now is a first year Lewis Chrome. Wait, real Sean, quick. I just I just cursed a little bit, and I was wondering if we could institute beeps in our show. Like I want to mm. beep out curse words. I think it's mm. funny, and it also serves the purpose of no more cursing on the show. Jay said beeps are easy. Done. All right, we're Amazing. Doing so officially beeps going forward, and Emily. Jay said beeps are easy, so now if there's no beep, that's a problem. Correct. Yeah. And that's speaking for Emily as well. We might drop some side. haymakers, Jay. Yeah, I don't know, Jay. Notes, All right, let's go, stands. Sean. Gotta pay attention. All right. Sean Madden says, I am in the hobby 90% as a collector, 10% for flipping and resale. What are ways you keep track of the money you spend versus the money you sell for cars? Wait. What ways do you keep track of the money you spend versus money you sell cards for to see how you how your margins are? If volume is not a concern, right? If you're not doing 500 cards a week google sheets are really nice because you can set up formulas automatically when i was like first really trying to see if card i could do cards full time when i would buy a lot let's say it's like 10 cards and the purpose is for complete resale i would set it up to where like the card was on the left and then i would break down the lot every single card in the lot let's say it's a thousand dollars 10 cards i would allocate like 250 dollars for this card 50 dollars for this card 60 dollars for this card so i would list all the cards out Second row would be purchase price. So I would allocate all $1,000 to the purchase price. Next thing would be like PayPal fees, which is like purchase price or, you know, or then I would have sold price and then I would have PayPal fees, eBay fees, shipping costs, right? Shipping costs is likely manual. You enter that in once you ship it. PayPal fees and eBay fees are a set formula. So like PayPal fees are 3%. So it's sold price times 0.03. It automatically calculates it for you. So you can basically set up this entire sheet to where at the very end, once you sell it, it'll tell you what it sold for. And then it would deduct, you'd have a running sum on the bottom. So it would, it would tell you how much you've sold of the lot, how much you still have invested in the lot. And then once everything sells, it would tell you how much you made on that lot. And I would have tabs on the bottom of my Google sheet. So as they would go, I would keep track and I could say, oh, this deal, I sold this, this deal, I sold this, and it would allow me to track what I was making. It might be fun. I, I, mine wasn't as in-depth as that one because I wasn't. I didn't know how to break down lots. I'd use it. Maybe we can go back and listen to this and we can adjust the one we have. It could be fun to put out like a little template for people just based on the one that we've had. Like, hey, if you want to use this, feel free type thing. Could be good. Because I agree, Google Sheets the way to go. It's just a little bit of a manual process, and there's no way around it. Yeah, Google Sheets are also fun because you can update them on sh- at shows. Right, mm-hmm. you can go in there, enter that kind of stuff on internet. shows. Yeah, rather than like you know Excel. So Your Mason answer. Cook, Mason Cook says, "How did Ryan get a start in the business? What did he do before Card Collects Two? The business. Uh, I used to work at a community college. Uh, I've shared my story before with Lou and Tyler, and I think I've contra- on Card Talk before." I did a lot of like grant work. So did a lot like with the grants we would run, had to collect a lot of like demographic information for students enrolled in like uh, certification courses. So collected a lot of demographic paperwork, ran an access database, typing in a lot of this stuff. And I've shared pictures before, but one screen was demographic information on an access database. The other screen was a lot of times Gary V. So I got into a lot of Gary's content. I don't know, you know this. 
that's how I saw Tyler and Lou, um, you know, the whole one life, no regret kind of thing, uh, kept getting ingrained into my, you know, into my head. And as cards grew for me, it became a, Hey, don't want to be 50 and wonder if cards would have ever been a, you know, a, a, a good life choice. So let's, uh, see what happens. And one thing led to another, quit my job, met Tyler and Lou at the national got on card talk and here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Crazy. All right. Uh, the next question is to me, but I want to get Tyler and Lou involved. So I'm going to pull one from Instagram here. Uh, 916 Collectibles on IG says, how do you price your cards or how do you price your one-on-ones when selling? This is a great question. I've never tried to sell a one-on-one before, so I've never actually had to do this. Interesting. So I'm not totally sure, but I imagine what I would do, same thing I do with like an 05 or an 10 if I can't find it, <clears throat> you have to just go by like similar type of parallels or you go to find an alternate guy or a girl Bingo. In, in, the, in the set that you're looking for Bingo. and try to like basically scale it up or down accordingly, I think is the Bingo. only way to do it. Jason and I were doing this a little bit, trying to figure out stuff for rainbows that we're doing. Yeah. I was like, well, I paid this and your guy's a little bit less than my guy. So he's probably this, you know what I mean? So it's a little yep. bit of a guessing game, but. Yep. Yeah. So exactly. I think just to break it down and where, where my head is, is like, all right, you, you go with the product first, like you find the exact, you find the product and other one of ones, same product, different players, right. To get, to get a, uh, understanding of okay this is the product for sales of one of ones from the same product that i have yep see the players great decide that player might be more uh in demand in the market this player may be less in demand maybe some more upside in my player or less upside and kind of fit it in with there and use those comps same product though i, I think it's harder if you go player cross product I think player both cross give, product both give you a basis. Yeah, right. Understood. Both give you a basis yeah. for that. I think the biggest thing I would I would advise your guys' answers are spot on. Those are the two things I look for: players across other products. So Mac Jones one one from XR Prism plates and patches. Like you go down the list across product and similar play, like like similar players from the same product i think those are the two ways so like a prism black finite rookie of devonta smith versus jalen waddle versus elijah moore that tells you a lot i think the biggest thing to keep in mind in a lot of this is realism right elijah moore jalen waddle devonta smith might be close but jalen waddle probably sells better than elijah moore he right. definitely does. Trevor Lawrence is not the same as Davis Mills, right? But Davis Mills is different than Shane Buchel from, you know, the Chiefs, right? Like those are different. Like they're not all apples to apples. Some of these are apples to watermelons. So realism is a big part of that, that, hey, Mac Jones 101 did 18,000. So my Davis Mills 101 has to be worth at least 15,000. That's not exactly how it works. Um, so I think using both of those methods, the players in the same product or, uh, or yes, players in the same product versus your player and other products. I think those are the two I would use. Yeah. Also like it's sneaky, the hardest part of that entire process is one way or the other, you have a bias either toward either you're trying to sell for as much as you can, or you're trying to buy for as little as you can. You need to be like very honest about where the player you're comparing to, like where those two players land on a scale of each other. 
like Jalen Watt, like I've been using Jalen Waddle for Eli a lot. Jalen just sells for more than Elijah does. And I've had to like figure that out in my head, even though I do think Elijah's better than him. It ultimately doesn't matter like what they're selling for is what they're selling for. 2020 or 2021 NFL prison retail. What's the safer long-term hold with all the quarterbacks from both? This is from hoodiehaskins.tcg on IG. This is a tough question. I would say I think s- it's safer is 2020 at the moment. I agree. But, but it's the, tough. Yeah, it could be in the long run that 2021 with the six QBs has potential. Seven if Kellen Mond ever gets anything from Kirk Cousins, but there's just there's what ifs. There's so many what ifs. Joe Burrow's been to a Super Bowl. Justin Herbert's one of the top three young quarterbacks in the league. I think there's more upside at the moment, more safety in 2020. But like Lou said, 2021 could play out at the moment. The answer for safety is 2020. I agree for safety purposes. Upside at different prices, you know, upside considering their different prices is different, but safety makes it 2020. 2021 and also sneaky as Jamar Chase who sells like does not sell like normal wide receivers. Justin Jefferson also sold very well in 2022. Did a lot of, did, or in 2020. Yeah. Uh, 2020 also, not 2022. Yeah. Um, Good point. So. Uh, Rob DeMay says, Ryan, uh, what are your thoughts post Midwest Monster? I was there. I know the show was well attended, but ca- was cash flowing or was everyone looking to trade or sell? Anything from this show affecting the thought process for the national? Yeah, so I talked about it last week. Uh, shout out to Rob for the question. I talked about it last week. I used this show as a way to understand the market. Uh, definitely a lot of trading on Saturday, not as heavy on Friday. Friday cash was flowing. Friday was one of the best days we've ever had on a show. It was very good for cash. Like, I'm not not going to lie on that. It was a very good day. Um, where was the market at? A lot of interest in QBs. I talked about that earlier. Uh Jalen Hurts, Burrow, Herbert, Allen were, were definitely some of the bigger names. Not as much interest. Not as much interest in Mac Jones. There wasn't a Shocker. lot of interest. There wasn't a lot. He sells very well in the market, but there was not a lot of people asking for Mac Jones. I sold one Mac Jones and had six available. Um, sold almost every Jalen Hurts auto we had. Sold... Decent amount of Burrow, a lot of Josh Allen. Josh Allen was probably our best seller. Mm -hmm. Um, You know who else didn't have a ton of demand at the show? Zach Wilson. Steph Curry. Well, interesting. Maybe maybe because we know the price and like winning is baked in. Yeah, winning's baked in. It's expensive. He's a goat, and maybe we're not seeing as much like investment grade purchases as much as we're seeing like potential high upside returns Correct. value plays. Cause you know, who was in demand Who's that? LeBron because LeBron. he may come back. We saw a lot thing. of LeBron rookies, a lot of LeBron rookie stuff moved. A people lot of it learn. did a lot of LeBron. People think LeBron, I mean, people must be thinking LeBron's a value. Cause we sold a lot of LeBron stuff. Um, Can I make a quick statement about LeBron? Sure. Mm-hmm. Unless he changes teams, he will not win another championship. So I don't know what people are buying in that situation. Safety long-term. Top three basketball player of all time. Maybe. I don't think that's what people are buying that for right there. Uh, Does Curry and LeBron have the same amount of rings? Yes. Sneaky argument to be made. All of a sudden, when you look back at the Lakers' chip, 
that Brom Brom one. Bubble title is a feels big time a little asterisk. bit like Hamilton getting the rules changed for porpoising. Steph right, Curry had to get Kevin Durant to beat LeBron. Let's not get okay. crazy here. LeBron left. What do you mean? LeBron went LeBron's to Miami the king and brought of getting in. People like, LeBron changed the NBA to win his or, first ring, bro. And the only reason he won is because Chris Bosh got an insane rebound, kicked it out to Ray Allen, who made the luckiest shot of his life. I don't know if it was a lucky shot. Yeah, it was a pretty lucky shot. It was incredible. If you shot. watch it, it bro, shot. he was literally falling backwards. And I don't know if we're going to say Ray Allen shot was a lucky yeah, shot. Yeah, let's just look okay, at the roster. Okay, maybe lucky is not the right word because it's be Ray LeBron. Allen from three. Yeah, but let's – okay. That misses, and LeBron's entire career narrative is different. Entire career narrative. And if Steph Curry's ankle doesn't hold up from the start, he doesn't sign that small of a contract with the Warriors for four years, $44 million, and the, Warrior, the Warriors aren't what the Warriors are. Brother. This is a whole game of – Respect, events. I know, but – He's got two rings without. We just, we just can't so. say, hey, if LeBron, if Ray Allen doesn't hit the shot, LeBron's career is different. Yeah, if Steph Curry blows out an ankle, Steph Curry is. I'm just saying, anything. in the history, in the history of the NBA, which is the most probably different title than all other titles. I don't know the history of the NBA well enough to give you all of those. Yeah, but off the top of your head, do you know what he's saying? No, I. I no. Like the bubble title was just a completely different situation. Oh, the bubble title? Yeah, I'll give you. The, I'll give you the bubble title. I'll like I'm just that. saying. And then if yeah. he doesn't win that, pretty much he's got none with the Lakers, out. and he's got three, and it's a little bit of a different situation. And they weren't even competitive last year. Yeah, LeBron. LeBron's all-time career statistics when it's all said and done. It oh, just dude, he's all-time amazing, best, clear-cut, most admirable athlete of our entire generation. No doubt about it. No debate. No nothing. Again, I love Steph Curry and the argument for Steph Curry. They are they are closer than people think. Don't let Aligned. him get one more. Aligned. And Chef he's got. Cook. And Steph has room for one, at least one more. They're very, the same for LeBron good. anymore. They're very good. And I talked about I this on. I talked about this on the way to the show with the guys that we went up with. What the Warriors were able to accomplish, all of those superstars, the personalities, the ability to draft. That Again, the Kevin Durant thing is different, but they also won pre-Kevin Durant and post-Kevin Durant, right? To draft Clay, Curry, Draymond, right? Wiseman, Kaminga, they didn't do, really do much. They drafted Jordan, Jordan Poole to bring, bring in Wiggins. Wiggins. Like, all Gary of those Payton personalities Jr. and drafting all those, like – to be able to win and keep personalities together in a league where it's just like, hey, I'm leaving, I'm leaving, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. That's that I've says a lot. lot of NBA. Jordan Poole is a special rookie. Jordan Poole is very good. Their cult, like the the Warriors culture, is like p- people are going to be writing books about that for the next thirty five years. Yeah, to bring in a Wiggins as like a fourth dude and like just for in. fun on the side, it was it's insane. Wiseman didn't even play in the finals. Curry set the all-time single-season NBA three-point record this year. <laughs> this year. If he wins another one, it might get weird. And that's the thing about the Warriors is, like, you've got, you know, you don't even need Clay to be your number one scorer. He's a defensive guy. Wiggins, right, defensive. Draymond, defensive. You don't need Steph Curry to play defense. You got everybody else to play defense. Steph Curry just pulling up from the logo, and then you got these guys coming down playing. Like, they're just, man, they're good. They have, they're good. They have four guys who could drop 30-plus on any given night. Agreed. And they've got other guys that could be really, really good that didn't really play a lot yet because they don't need them. Yeah. A lot. Did Wiseman even play all year? Basically, no. Wild. Next uh, next, next question. Next question. Michael 
uh, Burgess says, best way to price a pop one card. I did a sub with SUC and it got an SUC 1095, none higher in SUC and none graded from PSA and BGS, a true pop one. I'm more familiar with the price premium for PSA. Any trend or pattern for price increase from raw to SUC 95 or 10? Thanks. Love the pod. So I, I think it's similar to the other question, but I think we can have a little combo around like this whole like pop one. I think you get it at a lot of shows. Like individuals will pull up and like have the most random card. PSA like, eight pop one. Yeah, be like pop one, none higher. And you're like, guy, it's because like three people ever sent the card in. You yeah. know, like pop one thousand percent. <laughs> pop one. I hate that word. Yeah, it's like I, get a BGS ten black label and let's call it a pop one. Your PSA eight Lamar third year prism, you know. <laughs> Purple power out of 48 pop one doesn't count. Purple power out of 48. <laughs> out of 49. It just doesn't no, count. That's a good like, point. Like, yeah. I just. Yeah, I, I feel like you guys have an extremely rare card and it needs to be legitimately a pop one in a very high grade for it to count. Is there yeah. a weird argument that like pop four and this is the highest grade is actually a better, stronger thing than pop one? I would definitely prefer highest pop as opposed to pop one like if if it's a super vintage card and, grade, 17 and it's the highest grade versus it being like this is a pop one yeah i mean every card's different so i don't think it's like yeah, a unanimous fair. decision it's just pop one is the most overstated terminology yeah. in the hobby it's like a Don Russ paper parallel Pulisic third year. Yeah, I mean, it's like clearly Don Russ lamello ball of 237 <laughs> Now, for the purpose of his for Michael's question, um, I mean, again, same thing as earlier. If it's a pop one, you're not like just like a one on one. You're not going to find something. It's similar cards from similar products. Nine five ten SGC. I would probably look, re- lean somewhere around PSA nine. Um, yes. Yeah, I, I would. I would find something comparable. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'll be honest, I'm not comparing it to a PSA 10 uh, with an SGC 9510 at the moment with where the market's at. But again, you just, you're going to have to, because there's nothing else available because it is a pop one, you're going to have to find us a, a, a like, a like item to, to price the card. But Ian Priest says, I believe flawless is the only game used patch auto cards being released right now. Are jerseys being kept whole because they're worth more money? I was just ruminating in this in my mind. I think COVID is a huge factor in this. Like, I'm not sure about collecting uh, jerseys during the last two years of COVID has been as simple and and easy as in the past. Could be a complete left field take, but I, I was just like, hmm, do the, are the players not giving them up as much because they value them more personally? Um, are memorabilia dealers being quicker to the draw in pur- purchasing? And then three, which I actually think is probably like, at least if you think about in the NBA, I remember like they weren't allowed to do Jersey exchanges, you know, for a while in sport. And I wonder just if like there hasn't been that because of COVID. I think part of it could, I think there's two sides to this. Uh, One being that players are swapping them with each other and players realize the value that they have and don't need to give them up for pennies on the dollar anymore and just toss them in the crowd. Players are understanding their worth. I think the other thing is, is card companies don't need it. It's not required. Product still sells. Still Mm -hmm. buying 
flawless Shobai yeah. Minty, Shobai Tops Dynasty, Shobai anything without game use jerseys and autos. Just not saying it's the right answer, but I don't see people not not buying cards because they're not game use. I think game use would add a premium to cards. I think the cards could have more value with game use. Like it would make cards way cooler. But it, when Steph Curry, jer- I mean, what's the Steph Curry game use jersey sell for now from a regular season? What's that probably, worth? Probably a lot of money. I can't imagine it's cheap. Jeez. Yeah, I think we've given our perspective on the game use jersey thing. I think a certain card that sold recently was with game used jerseys and that wasn't that interesting. But I think that you're right, Ryan, where these companies have now created a world where it's not expected that people would be wearing the, that they would be game users. I also think normal people who are just buying cards every day, just assume that they're game used patches. Cause I know I do. Um, but is it also realistic to expect that everything is game used? Right. I don't, I don't think people know the different, like, I don't think unless you're in this hobby, I don't think people are like, Oh yeah, that's event worn. Like, I don't think people even think about that. People just think, Oh, it's a patch. It was obviously worn. Yeah, it just Although, like it's shout like, out me for wearing the Tony Miola game on jersey to the event true. on Saturday night. I mean, I felt banger. real good about that. Thing. That was a banger, right? Give him some respect. Oh, that was that was a, that's an all time move. That's a tie move. I like. I would expect right. that from Ty. All right, you did have a little bit of that. Made me feel happening. really good, right? What was that? <clears throat> Which would you rather have? Two years. Uh, it says two nationals in a year, no other shows, or a Midwest monster every other month. Can I say neither? Because that sounds really tiring. Quality over quantity. Yeah, quality for sure. It's nothing over the Midwest Monster. Let me be very clear. That was I've a great show. show. So it would be my answer would be the same for the Midwest Monster, Dallas, Atlanta, Chantilly. Those are all amazing shows. The National is nothing. Like the National, it it just doesn't compare to those shows. It is the National. It's the Get me to the National. Like it just it doesn't it doesn't compare. So the answer is. And will always be the national. If the national was once a year, or there was a great show like that, every like would I give up the ability to go to Dallas or Chantilly or the Midwest Monster to go to the national one time? Yes, is the answer. Yes, yeah, is the it's answer. like Disney World versus something hyped. else. Disney World is the answer to the question every time. Yeah, hundred percent. I've never been to Disney World. I can't wait. I'm gonna go. You've so never hard. been to Disney World. Never been to Disney in my life ever. It's like my favorite place in the entire world. And I grew up deep on Disney. Regina used to work there. I tell you that. Yeah, I did know that. Had that combo. Yeah, she did this, like, the college program there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Disney yeah. is. I think fondly back on our one, our entire weekend at F one for the rest of my life. But the pre hang, coffee, bagel at your spot, all together as a crew, like I really enjoyed that. I Sam was in the mix from overtime. That's when you guys were talking about toast and bagels or not toast and bagels. I guess so. Yeah, Jay probably. was saying you can't toast bagels. Yeah. Everybody loves a good toast. Or a bagel, bagel you can toast because it's not even a real bagel. Um, all right. Jeffrey Harto- Hartozi. Yep. You got it, Lou. Oh, Down. I got it? Okay, great. Should Panini make a Prism QB only box? Isn't it the only card that matters? Negative. There's a lot of collectors in this hobby. There's a lot of uh, children that are fans of teams that love specific players, wide receivers, running backs. I mean – I've only heard Lou talk about Elijah Moore, Michael Carter. Obviously, quarterbacks are such a draw, are so important in the game, everything. But if that was the case and you forward think 15 years, where's Randy Moss? Where's Jerry Rice? You know, where's some of these guys? Where's LT? 
you know, Saquon Barkley, like, you know, if you think about it now as a separate special box, potentially sure. But why I, then when do you not do wide receiver or running back? That, I that's think it's I more of a uh, hot box type thing, not a promoted sold individual product. I think you do it as like one box has all cards that are only quarterbacks and you have no idea where it's at. Right. So there's no special, there's no markings cool. on it. There's no advertised product. It's just like a random box you open will be nothing but quarterbacks. It would add value to the product and add an additional desire for breakers to chase that. Because if you were in that break and you pulled only quarterbacks, the teams that have QBs, your value just went up, you know, exponentially. So I think that's a cool thing. But to sell it as an its only product, nobody like, I mean, I guess it would make regular Prism way less because. Breakers are going to definitely want the one that's only QBs, but yeah, I like it more as a ra- yeah, I like it more if, as a ra- randomly inserted thing. Yeah, if they did that, there'd be special QB choice parallels and blah 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 blah. Like that's that's how that would end up going. Part of the fun of it is that you could get skunked. It sucks, but it's fun. It is part of the fun. So you can't do that. Stubset uh, Stubset five on IG. That's a good question. What are your guys' thoughts right now? That's a better acquisition for Fanatics. Panini or Upper Deck? Uh, I think that the better, uh, I think personally, I'd probably say Upper Deck based on the history, based on the IP, and based on what would be the acquisition cost comparatively. It's just one man's personal take. I think that's my take as well. I think Upper Deck has more built into it from a brand loyalty side and things like that. That said, Panini has a lot more licenses than Fnatic than Upper Deck has, so you'd have to consider that as well. I don't know. Probably Upper Deck, though. Upper Deck from a value perspective is an intriguing play. If you can still retain the rights to LeBron and Jordan, that makes it very intriguing with old school basketball, LeBron, Jordan, the basketball license. Like that's intriguing. Um, I don't know. Football and basketball are really hot in the market right now. That's a good question. Uh, That's a really good question. question. And I think it's closer than most people would think off the rip until they start thinking about it. I would, I would agree with that. Uh, let's see. Ty, uh, the homie Zach on IG says, the homie, how do you learn more about cards in soccer, golf, tennis, and wrestling categories? Uh, so I always go to like what I still do at night. You go on eBay and you search products, players, sales, rabbit holes, comps, like all that jazz that that's what i think uh, you know soccer here you go cool um pick a product ebay sold go down see stuff you like see stuff that's interesting come up with a hypothesis come up with thesis come up with okay this is what i think if you know nothing all right well google who are the best 10 uh footy teams in the world look at the rosters who scored the most goals? Search eBay. Wrestling. Top 10 most followed wrestlers on Instagram. 
uh, 10 legendary wrestlers, eBay, search, and just type the name and PSA or BGS, what have you, learn the products, wrestling card products, Google, boom, eBay. Just like look, look, look at prices, look at comps. Then you have to at some point start to come up with your own hypothesis. Okay, well, it seems like, you know, Macho Man Savage or The Rock or this person has a weird cult following, The Undertaker. Ask five people, who do you like more, this person or that person? Great, okay. But why does this person sell more when everyone tells me they like that? Maybe there's an opportunity there. You got to start to collect data, hypothesize, test your own hypotheses. That's how I think about it. Love it. Card Ladder, also, I say eBay. But like car ladders make a ton of strides. Car ladder, great product to like dive in there too. Especially when you're looking for rarer cards that you can't find comps that aren't as liquid and you can't find comps as easily. Card ladder is easily the go-to because you can actually look at across different websites, different auction sites, different places, the prices. John A says, Lou, describe in three words your hatred for the state of Ohio. Um, Brian Johnson's demeanor. <laughs> that's pretty good thank you i'll give you that that's pretty good i like that answer that's actually better than i expected <laughs> jason morehouse says with the flawless one-on-one mac jones shield that was pulled not being game user even player worn basically a dick sporting goods jersey does that hurt the long-term value of the card i don't think anyone cares like i said before ultimately no one cares why explain to me this Ty, real quick, answer the answer your thoughts on this question. I want to ask you something. Yep. Does the Mac Jones one on one flawless shield patch auto not being game worn or player used does that does that uh, hurt the long term value of the card? Lou said no. Personally, I believe so. Okay, so Lou, Personally, then I would I ask so. I would ask you because Tyler's answer is different. Why does that not hurt the value of the card, but the LeBron not being in the original PSA holder, like? You were you you believe that that was a negative, right? The LeBron logo not being man? in the original, yeah, the logo man not being in the original holder. It was slabbed authentic. In your mind, like where where do those two things differ? Um, I'd probably change my answer on LeBron. I'm saying for me, per that I don't remember the full context. I think that conversation was in refer in relation to like for my personal preference, I would rather it not be. So that's that. Speaking to the market at large, I don't think people actually care. The only reason, and again, I'm not. I'm going to stop bringing up this card. The only reason that Triple Logo Man is going to sell for what it sells for is because everyone said that's what the value is. The jerseys are not anything. So if those, if that doesn't matter, and those can still sell for five million dollars, it doesn't matter. Where the jersey comes from has no impact on the value of the card. Personal preference, of course, I want that to be game worn. I want it to be. I want it to be photo matched, but I'm not going to get that. And I don't think the market at large knows or cares about the difference. Interesting. I like it. I agree. I think that's a good point. Joaquin says, with discussion lately about authentic <laughs> versus the numerical grade for certain cards, would you rather have a Lewis Hamilton auto at a 25 as authentic or a PSA 7? PSA 7. My favorite podcast. You guys rock. Thanks. The dream. PSA 7 is not even close. Okay. Especially for that set. PSA six or authentic six authentic. 
for chrome the f f1 chrome is hard because it's a chipped it's a rough set i would for chrome specifically for 2020 f1 chrome seven or higher slabbed grade six or lower slabbed authentic six or lower i wouldn't even put it in a slab but you're telling me i have to pick i'm picking the six i would say authentic the one thing about having it graded low grade or even authentic is it just makes it a little bit easier to sell. There's a crease in the back. There's something on the back. You know what it is. Yeah. You sell a, you sell a card now and you're like, hey, this card's got a chip on the back. Somebody gets it and like, yeah, man, this chip's bigger than I expected. I'd like to return the item. It just makes it it makes it harder to sell. Um, personally, I think the the authentic grade makes it easier to sell. You have more experience than me with that, so I'll take your word for it. I'm definitely pretty hard-headed on it, though. I know for me, I would never buy something that's PSA authentic unless it was like a very specific case. Jonathan Crawford says, How long after a set is released do you wait before buying singles? With prison football and basketball being released recently, prices always start high, then cool off. Is this a is this a general or is there a general time frame you follow before considering picking up singles of rookies in particular? To me, I think it's about rarity. What are the odds you're going to be able to find that card when they cool down? Right? If the card is at a 10 and two get listed in the first week, yes, Prism is hot and that's a big card. Those cards are available because a lot of people are ripping it because it is hot. There are not going to be as many people ripping Prism football a year from now. So if a gold Prism, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, et cetera, becomes available – the odds of one be, being available a year from now are probably lower than they are in the first month. But a Zach, or a Zach Wilson prism green from retail being available a year is much higher than it is right now. So it matters how rare the card is it, when you're considering that option. I don't have too much opinion based on following up that answer. Yeah, the one thing I would say is it's very based on rarity, like Ryan saying. I would only do, um, I would only do it for like an of twenty five or below. I was doing it with Eli because I just wanted to do it, and I've kind of come to realize now that I don't need to anymore. So I'm slowing down. Like even case hits. Like I was looking at a snakeskin, and Eli snakeskin went for four hundred and twenty dollars last night. There's no way that card sells for four hundred and twenty dollars in like three months. And there's enough snakeskins out. I think there's three listed right now. So. I'm going to just cool that one down, like just a very specific personal story for me for context. Um, I definitely think it's worth waiting, especially if it's someone who's not a main a main chase in a product. Yeah, I would say I would definitely not wait on something if you don't expect another one to come again. Like yes. I bought a big prism gold recently that I paid a lot of money for because I don't think you're going to see a lot of them available. Right. Cause you got to think, especially on something like prism prism is a product. A lot of people in, like invest in sealed. So if there's a gold like Tom Brady that you're like, Hey, I really want one. How many cases are going to be held back because people are investing in them? Like yep. sealed, sealed wax is an investment. If it's not getting ripped and there's stash somewhere, there might be, three four tom brady golds in cases that aren't even on the market so that means six of them could be available in the market okay well if if the, six people for tom brady gold prisms i just on the super rare stuff like that i i, I think it's it, i think you gotta be especially if you really want it i think it makes more sense to pull the trigger on the rare stuff earlier rather than try to play the long game on that I agree. This year's Prism, there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. There's 11 parallels, 35 or no, 
number to 35 or lower, those are the only ones I'm actively pursuing right now, as opposed to anything of 35 and above, just for very specific numbers. Tops grown PSG Mbappe on card autos. I wouldn't wait. <laughs> Would not wait on those. All right. Uh, Highton says, has Lou decided which English soccer championship team to support? I met Le- Tyler and Lou at VCon, both top guys, and pitched my West Brom Albion to him. With U.S. men's national team striker Daryl uh, Dyke and a real shot at return to the Premier League next season, uh, we are your team. Next time you're in the UK, we'll go to a game and also sample some of the great local cuisine. Love the show. Keep up the great work. Lou, you never did do signing day. I never did. Sure. Si- we never did signing day. Don't say I, we, we never What's well, your decision? Day. Well, yeah, I mean, it's uh, my decision's made. It's just that it wasn't brought out for the show. Is it made? My decision's made. Can we announce the decision right now? Yeah. On the Sheffield. Wait, this is right signing there. days. Can I be the, like, oh. all right. Lou Janu is going to pick an English soccer championship team live here on whatnot. Excuse me? <laughs> I said whatnot. <laughs> live here on Corn Talk. Sorry, I'm so used to going live on whatnot. Take you. Uh, I mean, you better PayPal the man after that. <laughs> yeah, what's up, bro? Like, throw the bag. <laughs> Wait, who, who swore? Did I swear? Shoot, gosh, man. This no, is bad. You pretty much is, what a disaster. Show, like, whatnot, I could but... never be your, your announcer for signing day lou sorry that's true you could not uh but lou is going to yes. pick a soccer championship team lou who are your three finalists here um it's been a few weeks so i don't totally remember the full list um i think well, it was west brom was one of them because um, of our great run-in with uh heights and patel at VCon. yes with our boy um the other one was sheffield united and the third one was Leeds? I think it was Leeds was the other one oh. I was thinking about. Okay. Lou, have you team. made a decision? I have made a decision, and it's based purely on logo. I went fully off the vibes. I couldn't decide, and I realized that it doesn't matter who I pick. I think to pick someone, and then I'll be into it. Um. Oh, wait. The other team, which team just got promoted, Ty? Fulham? No. Classic team. Been around for a gazillion years. Uh, American see. owner, which is like half the league now. Yeah, over uh, 12 teams have uh, controlling Norwich. No. The promoted teams are – no, that was last year. I don't know who went up. I don't remember who it was. Anyway, the answer is Sheffield. Sheffield United is the squad. Um, Nottingham Forest? Nottingham Forest was the other team I was thinking of, but I did not go with them because they ended up getting promoted, so it wasn't as exciting. So Sheffield is the team for Lou. Sheffield is the squad. I love there their logo. I love their location. I love their stadium. I'm a big fan. I might have to make a trip out next year. We'll see the vibes. We're definitely going to Sheffield. Live here I would in love Cartog. to go to Sheffield. I would Lou love. has decided to sign with Sheffield. I, I'm taking my talents to Sheffield. As their number one supporter. Since day one. Day one being today. Oh, well, you know, actually, Matt Fitzpatrick, who just won the U.S. Open this past weekend, yes, is a big-time Sheffield United supporter and had SUFC imprinted in his putter. Is that true? That's kind of fire. I was gonna, I was gonna have some some negative things to say about Matt Sheffield or by what's his name, Matthew Fitzpatrick. Matthew Fitzpatrick. Matthew Fitzpatrick. I was gonna have some negative Matthew things Sheffield. to say. 
but I'm not going to say that because he's my guy now. I didn't. Now yeah, I know. Yeah, you guys that. are so tough I, on the same cloth. Yeah, right. I I would expect the Car Talk listeners to really keep an eye on Sheffield's success over the next six to twelve months because you know as the last team that loop last couple teams loose picked up on a little bit you know later in their process it has not gone well Haas being an example right Georgia would be one for sure but that was you know Lou got off of the Michigan train we, like that was kind of like a asterisk thing never got had on. to get off on Daniel Ricardo or slash Lando Norris like mm. did not have to get off there Pump, pumped off that and they Team, stink so I was I mean, right about Haas that just not good Let's really talk about it. Astros, W. Georgia, W. Uh, Sheffield, we'll see. Haas, not looking hot, but it's early. Lando Norris. Lando's your guy next. Jets. Yeah, Jay. Well, they've been since day one. That's really since day one. All right. Shout out to Lou for for doing signing day here with us on on Card Talk. Appreciate that, Lou. All right, let's uh, let's get into some play of the week. Jay says we got a, a loaded one this show. So a little play of the week. Shout out to everybody who submitted questions. All right, let me blow the screen. Matt is also a big F1 guy, it looks like. Uh, AJM Cards 1994. Hi, all started listening to the show back in January, and I recently had found something worth submitting for play of the week. On one of the first Card Talk podcasts that I listened to in January, the topic of, of the conversation was centered around looking ahead for future TV or movie releases, and if there would be any plays on cards that would make sense with release dates. With release dates. Uh, one of the cards that caught my attention that would have a new season in the summer was Stranger Things. Stranger Th- Things last had a season in 2019 before the hobby boom, and I thought that the card uh, that cards for the show back in January would be overlooked. I had stumbled upon a listing back at, back then for a Millie Bobby Brown Leaf Auto PSA 10 that was listed as a pop one. There's the pop one again. Uh, I won the auction at a little north of 220 after taxes and fees. Thought. Uh, I thought at this time it was not a bad buy considering she had a bright future in Hollywood and the mass popularity of Stranger Things. Recently listed the card again as a pop one. Once again, pop one. Uh, the season premiered for 800 through promoted listings and accepted an offer for 500. After taxes, fees, and shipping, I made about 220. Looking forward to future television slash movie releases. Definitely paid off. Thanks again for the great flip several months, uh, uh, several months ago. Love the show. Love this. It's a good idea. Yeah. I like forget the things we say on the show sometimes. That was clearly a, g- a great take by us. Uh, I like to I like to play. I think pop century cards like are popping. To be frank, um, so just random aside, have you all seen this show, The Staircase? Yep. Fire. Yep. The documentary was so not good compared to how good the show is. Yeah, it was like I'm like all over the place. There's a documentary. There's a documentary that's happening in the show. There's a show. Mm-hmm. It's like old. It's new. What's new is old. But it's fire. Yeah, heck of a play. I love the. I've always loved the looking ahead, being six months ahead on something before most people catch on. I think that's heck of a play by AJM. That's an old photo of Millie Bobby Brown too. It looks like. Yeah. All right. Next play, Jay. All right, this is from C underscore Tate 56. Chris says, hey, I have a submission for play of the week. I was set up at a show and someone approached me looking to sell some cards and I picked out 11 cards that I liked. He said, give him 10 bucks for the 11 cards. So I said, okay, sure, did the deal. I didn't think much of it, but two of the cards in the lot were pictured below. After comping half the lot, I put the wander off for 40 and it sold later that day. 
I didn't look at the Dort till about a month later and found out it was an SSP. <laughs> I listed it on eBay for 150 and accepted an offer for 75. After all, I turned 75 bucks into a little over 100 with still nine cards to work with. Thank you guys. Not from Ohio. Thank you, Chris. That's a fireplay, Chris. That's a fireplay. I'm excited for national. Um, he turned, turned 10. ten. Oh, t- yeah. Sorry. I, yeah, he turned ten into a little over a hundred. Yes, that's great work. Again, I don't know how you can be someone walking up to a table and not know what you have in your hands. But everyone just got to go a little slow. Everyone, slow it down a little bit. Do a little bit of research before you start just giving cards away. <laughs> that's my take on this. Or when you come to my table, just be fast, super fast. Yeah, or have a good idea of what you're doing so we can maneuver. Or don't know what you're doing, come and want to move fast. <laughs> I would never say that. <laughs> All right, next just slide. Just kidding, just kidding. All right, mm. this is from Greg the Yak. This will be a good one. Wow, this will be a really good one. This goes back to Thanksgiving 2021 when I bought a 60-pound bag of assorted sports cards from Goodwill Auctions online for 60 shipped. I, I wanted to give my... I wanted to give my eight-year-old something to look forward to over Thanksgiving break. There was one picture in a pile of cards, but you could see some Chrome and Metal Universe cards, including a Finest Jordan. We had a ton of fun digging, and my son pulled out a bunch of cool cards for his PC, like this Kobe Fleer Metal rookie. Things got interesting while I was sorting the rest of the stuff. There was a ton of 1998 Metal Universe, and the last card in the stack was serial numbered. That's right, a PMG. Dan Marino, no less. Jumping forward, I got I I got it into a PSA regular allocation, submitted it for $50, expecting a six. Month later, came as a PSA eight for pop two, only one higher, sold June 12th for net of eleven sixty-six. <laughs> what a find, man. I love that. Imagine buying 60 pounds of bait of assorted cards and pulling a thousand dollar 98 pmg of a top 10 all-time quarterback and not only did they pull it out of a 60 pound bag first of all where was this card in relation to the rest of the bag did they just dump the bag out how is the condition at eight i have so many questions here i know did how many come? cards i'm thinking it- like a trash bag of cards arrived yeah, yeah. how did it not get crumbled yeah. like there's how many so cards many in questions. that bag how many cards in that bag are getting a psa eight Apparently, a decent amount of them. If the hardest one to find is getting an eight, like wild, unreal. Like, the Kobe's cool. I'm sure the Kobe's were a little bit cash. Like cards. I've never bought a sixty pound bag of cards before, but now now I'm intrigued. Bag. I've never, I've never bought, bought a, a sixty pound bag of anything. Sixty that's pounds of point. cards. That's a lot of cards. It's a fun project, though. That's a good. That's a good buy. I actually do. Sixty pounds of cards does make me laugh too, Jay. I do think I remember seeing this auction on the website. I remember it got posted on Twitter or something. I love this though. Yeah, it's interesting approach. Bought it for sixty dollars shipped. It's got to be more than sixty dollars to ship a sixty pound bag. <laughs> You're probably right. I mean, the post office for like a flat rate box. I'm fairly confident. I'm fairly confident the weight on that's fifty pounds. Might be 75, so maybe you got it in a flat rate box. But if it's 50 pounds, man, a 60-pound bag cannot be cheap to ship. No, cannot. Like, we think of a big, big, big bag of cards. You're like, okay, what's that weigh? 10 pounds, 60 pounds of cards? Are you kidding me? That's a ton of cards. You, if you put one card in a 
in an envelope with some with some bubble wrap. It's like six ounces. So like that's crazy. Anyway. Heck of a play. Heck Love of a play. play. All right, next. It says, uh, this is from Bells underscore cards on IG. Hi, everyone. I went to my local card show in February and found a dealer with five sealed F1 blasters marked for 50 bucks. I was really interested in this set as it's the first year Tops made an F1 flagship set and thought many people would overlook this since the Chrome version is now on its second year. Spoke with the dealer and he mentioned he got lucky and bought them for retail cost the day prior. Asked him if he would do 200 for all. Uh, 200 cash for all, knowing that he would quickly be doubling his money. He was more than happy to accept that. I was happy to pay that as I was just looking to complete the base set. I got lucky and pulled a max for stopping gold portrait out of 50. Sent it to PSA on economy for 50 bucks and got the first, and as of right now, only PSA 10. The ungraded, the ungraded version of the card recently sold for 200 at the time. So I listed the card on eBay for 5K oboe and on my slabs for 2.5K oboe. Shortly thereafter, I received an offer on eBay for 3.8K, which was I was clearly happy to accept. 3.2K net after fees and shipping. Despite not being a Verstappen fan, I loved the card, so I took the profit and purchased the same exact card ungraded for $192 on eBay, which I still believe is undervalued. I also picked up two of my favorite Lewis Hamilton gold sapphire cards from the 2021 set for about $500 for the PC. Took the remainder of the profit to help buy my fi- my fiance a new car. She was speechless when I showed her the big sale and was beyond grateful when I told her what I did with the profit. Always take care of your loved ones and don't forget to tell them you love them. Keep up the amazing work you guys are doing uh, and keep running this show. That's, they, that, I love this. What a play. Yeah. It's a great play. Big fan. It's a little bit of luck factored in like you're saying because you bought the blasters. You were that of a blaster. Holy I love the idea of buy, rebuying a raw one based off the success of the first sale. I love that, and I love giving money for the for the car sale as well. Yeah, I love the buy a couple cards for the PC, buy a card because you believe it's undervalued. Give the wife something, mm-hmm. fiance. That is an that is an underlooked part of the hobby. If you have a significant other, especially mm-hmm. if you are looking for support. As if you want to do continue to do this, right? These are expensive cards we're buying. Uh, having someone that is in your corner supporting you on this, that is uh, that goes a long way in hobby success. It does. Can't understate that. This that that is a, that is a shout out to all the partners who are okay with part. their partner buying um, cardboard wrapped in plastic and selling it for money. Shout out to them. Yes, real MVP stuff. Yep. Not right. a belief in that. Ken underscore Mon on IG says, play of the week's up. Was that a local card show and a guy brought in a box of 60s, 70s, 80s mixed sports cards? Woman working at the shop said she was not buying and didn't even look. I asked if I could take a look and after a quick peek, I offered him a hundred bucks. I didn't really know what I would find, but was excited to start digging through the box. Listed a hundred cards on eBay and sold the first and sold 22 on the first day alone. So far, buyers have paid 347 for the cards that have sold. Can't believe the lady would not even look in the box. Right place, right time on this one. Still have about a hundred cards list as well. This could be over a thousand dollars by the time it's all said and done. A couple of the cards include a 1961 Topps autographed Paul Horning, uh, a rookie for Byron Piccolo, rookie from 1969 Topps, a Mike Schmidt rookie from 73 Topps, a Joe Namath 69 Topps, 
uh, and then a Fran Tarkington, 62 tops. Uh, got 55, 25, 37, 13, and 50 bucks. Love this. One person's trash is another's treasure. Yeah, couldn't yeah. set it better myself. Couldn't set it better Someone myself. Wants to be lazy, doesn't want to go through a box. Great, jump right in there, take advantage. Yeah, I mean, in the shop's defense, not everybody has time, know, energy, effort, resources to deal with it. 100%. Exactly. You just don't know what somebody else has got going on, right? They could be behind on bills. They could have more inventory than they know what to do with. They could not specialize in vintage. They might not know anything about it. Like totally. Yeah, uh, agree with Ty a thousand percent. This is a tough one. There's some really good plays. The sixty pound bag, sixty sixty pound uh, sixty pound bag of cards is great. I love the Millie Bobby Brown looking ahead. The buying 10, 11 cards for ten bucks. That's an all time move. Not knowing really what it is, but you know, cost average. I, I love the first stop in for three point six, three point eight k. That's outrageous. Uh, and then buying another one. Uh, Vintage buying that. This is a great. This is a great week. I'll let you guys go first. I'm gonna go with the 60 pound bag. That's just the best story out of everyone in this group. I love stories. Yeah, I'm a 60 pound bag kind of guy. Greg the Yak. You purchase it. It's meant for fun with the fam. I think he mentioned over Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, go through like takes a lot of work to go through that. Those cards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 60 pound bag. Yeah. You you could mention any of these. Is, uh, honestly, any of these could have won. And most weeks, like there's some really good ones in here. Greg will end up being the winner because Ty and Lou both got it. If if I, if I it really came down to it, I would probably pick the Verstappen one. Um, just so much involved in that, right? The grade it, buy the card again raw because you believe in an undervalued. Pick up a couple PC cards. Do some good for your fiance, like buy, you know, buy that. Like, I think there's a lot that goes into that that I really like. Um, so that would probably, Bell's cards would probably be my winner on that. Uh, but it, it would be between uh, the Verstappen and the 60 pound bag of cards. So I'm certainly not upset. The 60 pound bag of cards, like, like Ty said, there's so much. 60 pounds is a, that's a lot of cards. Something for your your uh, job to do on Thanksgiving, like that's really cool. Finding a PMG, getting an eight and a bag of cards, like yeah, a lot of really good plays this week. But Greg the Yak on IG is the winner. Shout, Shout out to him. Greg. I will say that Ryan does follow him, so that makes me a little bit nervous that he's from Ohio. That would be mm. a real shame. And I didn't even pick him, just to be clear. I'm really hoping he, that he's not from Ohio. Let, let me see. Congrats like to Greg. You follow him. Same, same, same. Yep. Why is it in the bag, not a 60-pound box? It's a great question. It's because someone literally packed up their house and just brought all these things to Goodwill, and they didn't care about them because they didn't know what they were. Little did they know that there was a $1,000 Dan Marino card sitting in there. That is kind of crazy. We do have a uh, a release this week, and the only reason I really want to bring this up is because it's one of those products that if you've listened to Card Talk for years, Lou has said is one of his underappreciated sets. I entered a case break for this. Contenders Optic drops this week. Let's go, baby. Drops on Wednesday. Uh, it's uh, it's one of those ones. Every time we ever talk about like an underappreciated asset or uh, underappreciated product in the hobby, Lou brings it up every Does single time. Does not get time. the respect it deserves. I'm telling you. So that uh, that releases this week. You've also got select baseball and like Leaf Pro Set Power Basketball. So 
couple different releases this week. Contenders Optic will by far be the biggest one. Uh, select Baseball is is cool. You obviously love Select, but it's uh, not licensed, so it probably won't do as well as like football. It's not going to do as well as football or basketball Select. Rock, can I tell you something? Yes. You can't relate to this, and this is not a shot. This is like a dead serious thing. You can't relate to this because all your teams are good, or most of your teams are really good. <laughs> I've never had rookies worthy of collecting before especially in football wouldn't it be the opposite no it's not the opposite. when you're not good you pick at the top every year and you have really good guys to collect yeah the jets have i've never had good guys to collect the, the jets have consistently drafted defensive players so it's not as exciting and there hasn't been this much excitement around the team in a long time so like i'm pumped that like all these new cards are coming out that i like yeah like tom Brady. like what are you talking about joe burrow like yeah but you said things that make no sense you said rookies what about Burrow Lasher? What about Mark Sanchez? That was like 10 years ago. I wasn't collecting cards then. Who if the Patriots had almost. rookies no, that are better than Mark Sanchez was at the time? In the in I since. wasn't collecting cards then. That's a wild statement. I wasn't collecting cards wild that you want me statement. to say. <laughs> wild statement. Patriots can't draft TBH. Jay, what would you call the Jets then, brother? That wasn't. This wasn't supposed to be a shot. It was legitimately like I'm excited because no, I, I have people. I, I didn't I take like it as a shot. I just think I just I don't I don't, um I'm gonna play the opposite. I think you're wrong. You're going to tell me that since I've been collecting cards, the Jets have had people worthy of collecting? Yes, you're picking in the top 10. Tell me who they've had since 2017 is worth having. So 20... Uh, Darnold would be the would be the first example outside that's of Darnold. That's a fantastic example. Uh, 2019. So who's in 2019? That's Kyler Murray, Metcalf, Josh Jacobs. Who did the Jets take in 20? Leonard Williams? Is that Leonard Williams draft? No, that was 2016. No, Leonard Williams is not 2016. You sure? 2017? 2016's Bosa, Zeke. That's all the high state guys. Jets draft history. Now we got to look this up. We're going to extend this because this is, this is going to go. This is what you do now because you make me look this up. Ready? Okay, so. 2017, they collected Jamal or, uh, Jamal Adams. Not bad. Our Darius Stewart, respected to be a dog. He's not even in the league, right? What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, but at the time... <laughs> No. <laughs> Jets draft picks 2018. Yeah. Darnold, Nathan Shepard, Chris Herndon was the top three picks. I mean, Chris Herndon and Darnold back to out of back. the league. Uh, at the time, we're not saying now. Until Mims. Yeah. Let's get out of here because you're ridiculous. I'm just excited. Well, let's ask the listeners, Jay, throw it up on the story. If you're on IG, if you're on Twitter, I would love to know who has had more collectible players from the draft as rookies that same year they were drafted lou or ryan that is the question lou or ryan patriots or jets since 2017 lou or ryan patriots like or jets teams. since 2017 or ryan. i picked up the the Bengals last year on their run to the title that was just like you did oh, Haas so this you, year. you're a bandwagon just like you did with Haas. just like you did with georgia is horrible. you're a michigan guy lou ask dad i've i'm i'm De- dad said you're a michigan guy no through, You're a Michigan guy. You only picked them up. You're talking about my dad? Your dad. You're my dad's Michigan clueless guy. about what I like in sports. No. Lou's had more. That's all we got for now. Fine. We are Penn State. Peace and love. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode. 
Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.